Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's another day in the life of the Jamesons, maybe a family a little bit like yours. Except it's not really just another day. Today's the day I'm taking my family surfing around the world on the internet. It's cool. Dad's finally installed the internet on our home computer. Now I can surf the net anytime I want. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast, something we've really been trying to beef up our skill set and intentionality here recently has been on marketing. And so we brought in marketing expert, Dr. Frank Holloman in for Fridays with Frank. We've been talking all about marketing. And today we're going to talk about the World Wide Web, Frank, the Internet, how we can use it effectively to get good customers. That's right, Paul. It's good to be back. Uh, I want to say hello to everybody. And really, there's four keys. Uh, There's lots of things to being effective on the Internet, but the best thing you can do on the Internet is have a good website that's effective. So we're Mm going to talk about the four main keys to having a profitable website, a a website that works for you as a marketing entity to help you bring in new customers and even retain your existing customers. Sounds good. Well, let me actually hand me that pen over there, Dr. Frank. I need it. No, one of my black ones. I'm I'm picky about my pen. There you go. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) See how many of those I bought? I bought that. They're the Pilot G207s. Okay. Frank tried to hand me his pen. Get that out of here. I I like my pen better. So I'll keep mine. You keep yours. Okay. Sounds good. But I'm I'm literally going to be taking notes here. So. (laughs) That's <laughs> not like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, one thing you don't want to lose sight of, Paul, is what is the internet all about anyway? Mm-hmm. And it really goes back to its roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the internet, before it was commercialized in 1995, mm-hmm. it was around uh, and it was used primarily for... Um, the main use was uh, to share information between universities, in particular physics departments around the world, really? where uh, theoreticians needed to interact, the- theoretical physicists needed to interact with experimental physicists, and and they needed to talk amongst each other and share data and conclusions and and dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so that was done by the internet. It was uh, primarily text based. It wasn't like it is today with websites and browsers, mm-hmm. but it was still the internet and it was used for decades prior. The The military actually had the first form of the internet. It was, it was called ARPANET and it used a different protocol. And then universities somehow connected with that as well. 
And the idea caught on. Eventually, uh, somebody figured out, well, more than just physicists need to share information for mutual benefit. Other people need to communicate. Mm-hmm for all kinds of reasons. And, uh, there would be a way to monetize that and, and commercialize it. So that's how it got started. And even today, the internet is primarily because of those roots, mm-hmm. the internet is primarily a, uh, vehicle for f- obtaining information. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when you go to the search engine, there's, there's a psychology there as well. Really, the search engine is is a way for people to find information, you know, by searching properly with keywords. But what the results you get back, particularly the first 10, top 10 results of the search engine results, Mm -hmm. is really, and the terms that people type in to do the search, is really just a stream of consciousness Hmm. across the globe on any topic on the planet. Hmm. You type in those keywords and see how much people are searching on these keywords or those phrases and what the results are. You're literally looking at a stream of consciousness in the collective human population across the globe. Wow. Yeah. So it's a very powerful tool. Uh, and, and by analyzing that, you can determine behavior of people and buying behaviors and, and that kind of thing. Well, anyway, the small company and the large company can benefit from what the pro- what the primary use of the internet is and what the psychology is behind it to capitalize on it to bring in more customers. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things you can do, the best thing to do is you need to have a website. Now, hopefully a lot of your audience already has a website, but they don't. They don't? <laughs> no. Is that right? Well, I, my sample size is small, but I do coaching consulting. Yeah. And so somebody signs up for a coaching call with me I start my preparation process. I, I want to make sure if someone's investing in me to help them take their business to the next level that I, you know, make the most of the, the opportunity. And so I'll start to research their business on Instagram, on the website. And what I'm finding is a lot of guys don't even have a website, Dr. Frank. Oh, wow. Well, that's, you that's know, my, that's my sample size. But if guys who are serious enough to want to do consulting to grow their business, don't have websites, imagine the folks that are just, you know, in the infancy of their business. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day. So for the small business owner in your industry that doesn't have a website, you don't have to have a super fancy website and a real expensive website. You just need to know what is the most important things to put on it. And even if you're not internet savvy or how to uh, code a website, Mm -hmm. there's tons of people everywhere. Right. that you can contact that can help you build a website cheaply. And, and you just have the bare bones things on there that makes it effective. And then as you grow as a company and have more resources to put into expanding the, the way your website looks and the way it works, mm-hmm. you, can, you can do that as you go. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's really four key things that you got to have immediately so that your website is much more than just an extension to your business card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it it goes beyond the the business card to to really promote your business in a way that brings in new customers. Um, but uh, getting back to the purpose of the of the internet, it's a great leveler because the small company can compete with the big company on the internet because 
you you have a, a voice as long as you show up on the search engine results. You have a voice just like the big company does. And if your voice is relevant or even more relevant than your big competitor, mm -hmm. because you're doing a better job with your messaging and how you interact mm -hmm. on your website and in the way that, that you present yourself, you can beat out the large company mm -hmm. uh, if they're not doing that very well. And it's amazing how many larger companies in every, everybody's market, everybody's industry, use their their website very ineffectively so it it gives the small company the opportunity to take advantage of that and get an upper hand on uh per, perception wise of their company versus their competition mm -hmm. so uh with that what are the four keys that you, you these are must-haves even okay. if you're just starting out with the first website mm -hmm. one is you need to certainly expand on who you are what is your company about? Um, the what, who you are, what your philosophy is, what you look like as a business owner. Maybe you want to put that on there. Mm -hmm. What your equipment looks like. Some pictures about um, in action when you're working mm -hmm. in the yard and doing the things that you do uh, for your customers. Who you are, what mm -hmm. you're about. People want to know that. They they don't want to just hire anybody to mess with their yard. They want to know who they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And the more genuine you can be about who you really are and what motivated you to go in business and mm -hmm. what's important to you as a business owner and how you like to provide biz, uh, your service or product to, to the customer, they want to know that. Mm -hmm. The second key is uh, you got to have a call to action or your website is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something on that website that's usually right there at the very st start before you even scroll down on the homepage mm -hmm. of a call to action. And that's different for different business owners. The call to action may be they call you on the phone or they, or the call to action is uh, email, email your business. Yeah. One popular thing I'm seeing on the ones that do have good websites, not everyone doesn't have a website. Some people do, Right. but you click on the call to action will say free quote. And then when you click on it, it will ask for your, what service you're interested in. It'll give you like an option, lawn mowing, fertilization, weed control, et cetera. And then you have to actually give the address because they need to know what, you know, to give a quote, they need to look at the property. So now you've received the customer's address, email address, and phone number. That information is very valuable. And then it's in the business owner's responsibility, our company to follow up with them and say, Hey, sweet Sue, it's $75 for that service or whatever. Right. Uh, that's probably one of the most important call to actions is somehow motiv motivating them to give them your their contact information. And uh, maybe a lot of the time they're not willing to give a phone number, but they are willing to give an email address. Yeah, email. And, and you need the physical address since the variable of the property is you need to know. Oh, if you show up there, yeah, you got to have the physical Yeah, and you don't address. even have to show up there, though. Um, virtually, you can scroll in and look at their property with the technology that's out there now. You can, you know, sit in your office and, and go there virtually. And, and get a good enough idea. Yeah, and that's if you're given a free quote, but there's other incentives for them to give you the contact information. Uh, for example, uh, a free report about something that you know your your audience is, is, or your potential customers are very interested in, like how to make your grass greener or mm -hmm. what's the perfect mowing technique. Or more, another really important 
way to consider information is a lot of times you need to, in anybody's industry, educate the consumer on how to buy wisely. Mm-hmm. And they want to know that because uh, they don't know the ins and outs of the lawn care and, and landscaping business. They don't even really know what to look for to to ask the right questions when they do get engaged with a with mm-hmm. a company. You know, what, what should they really be looking for in a, a lawn care business? And if you mm-hmm. educate them, that uh, that's something that, a lot of the segment of anybody's market want, wants to know about. In fact, there's a lot of research on that, Paul, where the company that in, for the customer that's looking to buy from the right vendor, mm-hmm. from the right uh, lawn care service, they don't know who to go to. They're still doing their research, just trying to figure out, you know, who's good, who's not, what's important, what's not important to hire somebody to do that for their yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever educates them first and the best is usually who they will come back to. They'll talk to on the phone or read website information from all your competitors or a lot of your competitors, but whoever educated them the best and first with that information is, is usually who they'll, they will come back to, to buy. They'll say, okay, I looked at all these other ones. A lot of them are saying the same thing, but this one said it the best or this one gave me greater insight than the others about what to look for, what's important. I'm going back to them. They're the ones I trust. I, I want to talk to them and, and learn more. Wow. That's really good, Dr. Frank. So we'll have number three and four coming right up. Um, we're going to have a word from today's show sponsors, but I'm taking notes here. Number one is expand on who you are. Number two is a call to action. So I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm learning along the lines here and, uh, Definitely, we'll get into number three and number four. Dr. Frank coming right up after we hear a word from today's show sponsors. Hey, folks, we have a thing coming up here. It's called Together in the Trades. And it is a summit for couples in business. In Nashville, Tennessee. June 2022. (laughs) June 25th, 2022 at the Music Study Center. In Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, and it's going to be so exciting. It is a summit on how not to get divorced from your spouse if you work together. Yes, and it's not the be-all, end-all, but it's tools and tips to help you work on your spouse and your relationship together if you run a company together. Because believe it or not, you run a company together, and you may not even know it, even if the other person has a job outside the business. Because you're both bringing that stress home. And it's not just us talking. We bring in industry professionals, and we also bring in real-life examples like ourselves. (laughs) We're constantly And marriage counselors, things like that. So June 25th, 2022. Togetherinthetrades.com. Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be an awesome time. See you there. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. 
Your mower blades are sharp, the whipper snipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description. Alrighty, guys, back with Dr. Frank. I'm taking notes. Number one, expand on who you are. Of course, must-haves for a website. Number two, have solid call to actions. And, and even on the homepage, right, boom, in front of them, it doesn't need to be hidden. It needs to be um, right out in the open. I'll have a very solid um, call to action. So what's number three, Dr. Frank? Well, number three is you want to... These are the top four things we're talking about. Yeah, there's all kinds of things you need to do on your website, but these are like the top of the top. Yeah, you, most important you need to things. check the box on all four of these. That's exactly right. And number number three would be you need to have elements on your website that encourage repeat visits. Or if you're getting their contact information, like for email, mm-hmm. um, that's another vehicle to stay in touch with them. They either have incentive to come back to your website with some degree of frequency or they've given you their email address or phone number or, or like you said, address so you can do a quote mm-hmm. over at their location. Some some kind of vehicle to um, follow up with them and uh, interact with them, even with some degree of frequency. Email is one of the best ways. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, we, can, we can talk about that. The fourth one is um, elements on your website that, foster ongoing relationship and trust. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll talk about that too. So that we're not just talking high level, but some real specifics. And the good, good thing about it is even if you're not internet savvy and know how to write HTML code and customize style sheets and all that coding thing for, or WordPress uh, to do your website, you need to know what's important to tell the person you're hiring to build a website, hopefully one that's not very expensive, but Mm -hmm. to just, will get the job done at first. Uh, You need to be aware of these elements and tell them, I want to make sure that we're doing these four things. Mm -hmm. And they would have more ideas than we would because they're experts, hopefully on building websites and they'll tell you what's working and what's not uh, with what, their experience is, but knowing these four things and holding whoever you're paying to build your website accountable to these four key ideas is really valuable knowledge to have. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paul. So promoting repeat vi- business or visits, I should say to your website. Uh, the main idea there is to get good information, put good information on there that uh, is relevant things mm-hmm. that, you know, your customers or potential customers want want to know about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that could be uh, little articles. It could be little blog posts that are not even more than two, three, four paragraphs or little one minute videos that you just record with your, with your smartphone. Uh, but information and, uh, different types of information 
is relevant to your potential customers or customers mm -hmm. at uh, different times in the seasons of the year or in their evolution of understanding about yard yard care and, and maintenance. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll refer to your site as a valuable resource mm -hmm. where they can get really good information quickly and easily without a big hassle. Uh, another way is have your website have elements where the customer can interact with it. And that's something your website developer would know how to do. If you have a variety of information, if they can search your website for the specific topics mm -hmm. and they have the ability to, to search where they're discovering on their own what they're looking for, mm -hmm. that's valuable interaction because that interaction subconsciously tells them, okay, this is a good resource. This is a good company. Mm -hmm. um, they're not, they're not dictating to me. I'm, I can navigate their website and find what I want mm -hmm. and, and do it the way I want to do it. I, uh, it, it fosters a good feeling for them. Um, that psychology is really important. Or you can put on your website from time to time, special offers or discounts that you're making available. Uh, which changes the information on there that's relevant mm -hmm. from time to time. That's a, an incentive for them to come back. And certainly getting their contact information where you can email them mm -hmm. to get them, give them a reason to come back. Like we, we have this little article on there now or we have this special discount. Mm -hmm. uh, read more about it uh, on our website and you have the link in the email. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are the standard ways in your web developer. We even have more ways that they use that because mm -hmm. they should be experts in that. The fourth way is uh, building relationship and trust with your customer. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, some of the ways to, to do that is getting to know your customer by uh, asking them. There's lots of ways to ask them. You can uh, do, have a survey on there. Mm -hmm. um, you could have them uh, call you if, if, about a certain thing that requires one-on-one -on -one, uh, discussion. Uh, if they're interested, uh, what, what's a good example of that where you can't really easily educate them where they need to call and you have this interaction thing? Something that is like individual design where spring is coming up. I hear you talk about a lot, Paul, with your customers where you have a lot of good ideas in your head about uh, putting in the spring flowers, mm -hmm. you know, to make the yard look pretty, but you don't want to have a cookie cutter article about that. You really need to talk with them on the phone and, and ask them a few questions about w what they're looking for. And then you know exactly what to say to them mm -hmm. about beautifying their yard in a way that's particular to them and their neighborhood and things like that, that it's not a one size fits all kind of article or little video on your website. It's really a customized conversation one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. It's something like that. You, you do that a lot, don't you? Yeah, with totally. Your customers? Well, I think you could write an easy blog post on the right temperatures to plant the certain kind of flowers at a different time of year, especially here in Georgia. But then you could, you know, let them know, call us for more. We can customize a plan to get you the right color combo with your, you know, color of house and, space and things of that. Yeah. Nature. That, that customization requires an interaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you would say something different to different ones based on that interaction. So the, and also getting their contact information, which we talked about earlier, that allows you to contact them with, with some, uh, in a non-invasive way, short and sweet in an email, but basically what builds relationship 
is having something meaningful to say whenever you do interact mm-hmm. and doing it with some degree of frequency in a dialogue. It doesn't have to be real-time dialogue. It could be um, saying something like in email and, and then and their convenience, they respond back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but there needs to be dialogue and it needs to have some degree of frequency and it needs to be meaningful. And that's how you build relationship through trust. So uh, those are the four ways in a nutshell. Um, I did want to say a little bit more, though, about telling them who you are. That mm-hmm. was the first point, okay. Paul. Yeah. Um, some of the things that really are what customers or potential customers are looking for is they want to know about your company in terms of the summary of products and services you offer, something a little bit about your history. They certainly want to hear from the business owner, or at least the management, about your philosophy and values of why you're in business and what's important to you as a business owner mm-hmm. and how you like to treat the customer and why that's important to you. Just, you know, your basic philosophy, what motivates you. And every business owner, even if they're not used to talking about it, if you sit them down and and they get to thinking about it, they say, yeah, this is why I really got into business and this is what's really important to me. And what really is my pet peeve about some of the competition I have that, that don't even pay any attention to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can really strike a nerve with any business owner with that kind of conversation. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that should be articulated on their website. And uh, testimonials, that speaks volumes about who you are, mm-hmm. what other customers think about you. Mm-hmm. And of course, we like we mentioned some photos about the business and action photos. So um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell, Paul. Well, that's a good checklist. I got my um, list here. Expand on who you are. Can that actually say who we are? Like be a little. Yeah. Okay. Because that, then the title tells them exactly what you're going to tell them. And then when they click on that, it can go to a page where you have a summary of your your services or products, philosophy of your values, what motivates you. And and when they watch that, they'll be like, I trust this company. I I like these guys. Right. And even when you start out and you want to just keep it super, super simple, just have those elements on a scroll down on on the homepage. And you don't even have any other pages on your website. But as you evolve, you'll add more and you'll have more information and you might have multiple pages in a way for them to interact with those multiple pages. I interviewed a guy named Eric Hill from um, Fayark, um, Arkansas, I believe it is. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, he had a really good who who am I page, and he just he wrote this really you know a couple paragraphs of how he grew up on a family farm. Wow, his family owned a farm, so he grew up with a work ethic. He, right, he learned how to work, and he always had a passion for the aesthetics of landscaping, and combined the two, started his own business. And and as I was reading it, I was like, man, you know, come on my yard, <laughs> you know, uh, he's in Arkansas, but um, it was really good. So I, I thought that was a good yeah. Uh, that's example. how you that's how you build relationship with anybody. And of you course, tell yeah, them about picture, yourself. You know, with his golf shirt on, smiling, is is really good. So number one, expand, explain who you are, uh-huh. and expand on that. Number two, make sure your call to actions are uh, on point and clear, very clear what you want them to do. Don't be vague. Be very explicit. That's really key. Okay. Because people will do, if they trust you, they like what you're saying, they'll do what you ask them. Yeah. So make that easy, uh, convenient for them. Number three, encourage repeat visits. This could be a blog post on there. There could be two, three, four paragraphs or a one minute video. Very simple. Hey guys, it's April. It's time to do correlations here. April, May in the Atlanta, Georgia market. You know, boom, and, boom, boom. And you don't have to be fancy with that either, Paul. The more authentic you are to, in that interaction, uh, sharing your information, the more mm-hmm. authentic you are to who you really are, 
the more it has a better impact. You don't have to be fancy. Yeah. And updating those blog posts and whoever builds your website, you could tell them, Hey, I want to do a blog where maybe once a month I come in and write a few paragraphs. Yeah. Show me how to do it. So you don't, you know, you can just do it from your own office and hopefully they can kind of guide you through that. Um, and then number four, foster ongoing relationship and trust. Right. Through the frequent dialogue that's very meaningful and relevant. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Well, I really appreciate it. If you guys need more uh, information on a website, check our show notes. We'll have um, some suggestions down there of of companies that you could use for um, websites. And uh, if you want more on marketing, Dr. Frank, we've done how to get and keep customers. It's an e-training with video lessons that are 29 minutes and 59 seconds each. (laughs) Oh, Dr. Frank goes right up to the last minute. Um, Really diving deep on how we get customers and how we keep customers. So uh, you guys can um, scroll through today's show notes. That's located at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. You know what, Paul, is that's really the key to business. There was the famous, and we talk about it in that e-training, but uh, one of the big marketing uh, business gurus of all time was Peter Drucker. Mm -hmm. And he educated the very largest corporations. And he said... His fame, one of his famous quotes, almost everything that guy said was quotable, Mm -hmm. but one of his most famous quotes was, when you boil business down to its bare bones, it's really just two things, how to get and keep customers. Mm -hmm. That's what business is all about. There you go. And so we went deep on it. You can get it at the Resource Center, thegreenindustrypodcast.com, how to get and keep customers. Thanks again, Dr. Frank, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I love it. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.